0: Hey guys,
1: welcome back to my podcast, a moment with A. As you guys know, my name is Achille. Hey guys, hey, 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 hey guys. My name is Achille. Welcome welcome back to my podcast. A moment with A. As you guys know, my name is Hey guys. Hey, 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 hey guys. My name is Achille.
0: Hey guys,
1: hey, 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 hey guys. Bye. So hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Mom with A. The podcast is dedicated to elevating the dialogue on the topics that affect the lives of millennials. As you guys know, my name is Aquila Hughes and I'm so excited and happy to be here sharing space and energy with you so hi what's up i hope you're having a great day or about to have a great day depending on what time you listen to this episode but i got one of my
0: favorite people here Shanti. say hi to my a squad hey a squad it's <laughs> your girl i know y'all used to my voice by now i've been here like <laughs> four episodes at least which is great yeah. i still haven't <laughs> been on I know. But you, <laughs> I really want you on a dating episode though, because those questions—I think you will love it. Probably as a single, single dating woman.
1: You know, I am a single woman. I don't date. Oh, okay. I canceled a date recently. Let me stop telling this man's business. <laughs> but I. <laughs> Why? Okay, so it was in March, and um, I was going to visit my friend in North Carolina, and there was this photographer that I had kind of like linked up with on social media, mm-hmm. and he was based in North Carolina. So, like, hey, like I'm going to be in your City. You should come out with me and my friends for drinks. But he was just trying to take me out because the kid is fire. You know, okay. I get it. I get it. Like, I understand the hype. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but it was just not really, like, giving for me. You know, is like, that? yeah, and just, like, our conversation because, like, he started texting me more as the date approach and everything, and he just wasn't, like, really – Asking me about me or stuff mm. like that. So I didn't really feel like we were going to click. Yeah. And then I was going to Raleigh, North Carolina, and he was based in um, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So he was going to drive two hours just to come take me out. And I was like, okay, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> this is nice giving to too much. Yeah. <laughs> so and then I was really proud of myself for just like being honest and just telling him instead of like ghosting him yeah. or like, you know, doing some fuck girl stuff. Cause yeah. that is like really my stuff. So I was just told him, like, hey, you know, I thought I was ready for this, but I'm not. So what thank did you. He said, thank you for letting me know. Have a good trip. That and was nice. Yeah, that. we're still friends on like Instagram and stuff like that. So that was the story of how I recently canceled a
0: date.
1: <laughs> Listen, Is the vibe ain't good. Yeah, like I'm not about to sh- like share my energy with you and yeah. my space with you. Like if it's not hitting, it's not hitting. So I'm not going to like force it for like. For what for yeah. a meal, like
0: I can buy, you know, like it was yeah. just not giving, and so. you got to drive two hours, so your expectations are pretty high. Yeah, high. like, are you
1: thinking about the gifts? Like, <laughs> right. it was just a lot, and I yeah. was just like, Yeah, how about no?
0: That was pretty mature of you, though. I would probably you. been like, "What time are you coming?" <laughs> <For> my food. <laughs> no, nah, <I'm just> <laughs> but no, that that. But the fact that you can, you know, realize that over of up and not waste your time, you know, and his time. Yeah, that yeah. part because we just we're getting reclaiming your time. We're getting too old. Yeah, for that cycle. Yeah,
1: period. So I, I don't even know how that got it? I, yeah, I, I don't even know. know, but obviously I I guess I just really wanted to tell you say it so. right.
0: <laughs> nothing wrong with that Share with your how spot. are you Sean I am good. I'm doing actually really good.
1: I love that for you yeah.
0: No complaints. I, I mean, other than my job, but I can complain about my job. Oh all day. my gosh! All day, it doesn't matter, and I'm still gonna get paid while I get while I complain. Um, so,
1: yeah, I you still I'm working
0: not... from home? Um, yeah,
1: good for you. Yeah, I'm trying to find a working from home job. Really,
0: it's a lot of money. Yeah, I, I, I got you.
1: That's what I be saying to like. Okay, that's we're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> okay, because okay. you know how I was, I was telling you before I record, I'm in a really interesting season of my life right now. But we'll talk about it. Okay, so actually, how I'm doing? How are you? <laughs>
0: like? I'm so annoyed. <laughs>
1: How is your mental health? I'm doing pretty well, you know, pretty good. No, like, major concerns or nothing is really, like, shaking up my life. I'm just trying to, like, be obedient and just go follow the process, stuff like that. That's good.
0: You know, that's good. You always seem to be okay and happy for the most part. I mean, I know there's those yeah. trials and yeah. stuff like that, but for the most part, whenever, whenever I record with you, mm-hmm. you seem to be okay, so that's always good.
1: Yeah, because I typically, I feel like I'm always okay, yeah. you know, because nothing is really ever, like, that pressing, because, like, it could, and I hate when people say this, but it's true, it could always be worse. Yeah. You know, like, it could always be worse. Like, mm-hmm. we're in a rent crisis right now,
0: and right. <laughs> Like there's just so much, but honestly, if you look at it that way for yourself, because I hate when people tell me that, like it could be worse. Okay, great, several lining person, but (laughs) thank you, right? But like, if you tell it to yourself, it kind of it kind of makes things a little better for you and put it in perspective, versus just being like panic mode, stressed and depressed. Fire happening, and and you're just like like, "Ah, (laughs) chaos. Right? I got spit. Maybe I can spit all the fire out. But for the most part, yeah, it's definitely good to have that mindset for yourself. I agree. Hey
1: squad, what's up? So I'm here to talk to you about one of the biggest things that has helped a momo with a elevate, which is having a designated spot just for recording. The Independent Dream Factory located inside Studio Max in Orlando, Florida offers affordable rates for studio space and equipment if you need it. So whether you're a local podcaster or you're just passing through and need a spot to record, the Independent Dream Factory should be at the top of your list. To get your first session free, yeah, you heard that, free, after you join the network, use his promo code, A-M-W-I-D-F. For more information, check out their website, www.independentdreamfactory.com, and connect with them on Instagram, at independentdreamfactory. Enjoy the rest of this episode. Peace. So, for our episode today... I'm so excited I get really giddy like (laughs) I get it I'm nervous though but go ahead don't be well don't be like okay okay. (laughs) we are going to be talking about um just our walks with Christ and just like how we navigate through it like dealing with Fleshly desires, and then being Kingdom Kids or God's Girls, you know, those are my favorite too. Mm -hmm. Oh, if you haven't purchased your Momo with Aim merchandise yet, you should do that because I have dad hats that say God's Girls, Kingdom Kid. Okay, (laughs) so we're just gonna be talking about our walk with Christ. And I was, we were talking before we started recording. Yeah. And I was just really inspired to do this episode because I was talking to my friend Jasmine and I was just kind of talking about how, like, people kind of see like Christians or young Christians and they just get this idea that, like, oh, everything is easy. You know, like, it's just this easy walk. You get from point A to point B mm-hmm. to Z. And that is not what it's like right. at all. When like you are, like, walking with God and you're trying to do things the right, the right, the right way, according to what his words said. It's like, it is a lot of ups and downs, trials, tribulations, mm-hmm. blind walking, just trying to trust with being like, ooh, I don't know what's over there, but I'm still going to go because I know what you have is better than what mm-hmm. I think. But, like, it is a lot. So we're gonna talk
0: about it. Okay, is that okay with you? I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Um, to start off though, I don't claim to be Christian as much as I used to. Like, I think Christianity. I think even having like a name of for a religion, it puts you like in this box. Yeah, and it just narrow minds people to think that that, or oh, even yourself, because if you were presented as a Christian, my mom presented Christianity to me. Mm-hmm. It. There's no other way, like this Christianity this way. But then once you start getting your relationship with God and yeah. Yeshua, which I call him Yeshua, Jesus. Once you start having your relationship with him separately, it's almost like you don't even want to have a name for it because of the negative things that has Christianity has done, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, but I'm okay with, you know, you calling it that, but I don't personally call myself a Christian. I definitely call myself a believer. I'm a believer of Christ and Yeshua. I'm a believer of God I think he's bigger than everything above me and the world. And, you know, but yeah, so that's my disclaimer.
1: Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I agree. Like, to, in regards to like the religious aspect, mm-hmm. I don't like Christians or like the not, nah, well, right. yeah? <laughs> don't come from me, guys. Right. But I don't necessarily like man made religion. You're right. Because Christianity is a man made religion. Absolutely. I always refer to myself as a kingdom kid of mm-hmm. God's girls. Like, I believe in God, but I'm not going to put myself with a group of people who have done so many hateful things or when they sue. They do so many hateful things and they justify it by saying that Mm -hmm. we're a Christian and this is what the Bible says when that is not what the Bible says because above all, it's love. So (laughs) it's like, yeah. So I agree. I don't like to necessarily put a name on something. So I'm
0: always just, I'm God's girl. Right. Period. Right. And you are. You definitely are God's girl. As long as you acknowledge that he's bigger than us, then
1: yeah. 100%. I honestly, like, I think about my life before I knew God, or yeah, before I knew God, because he always knew us. Right. And it's just like, I don't know how I was getting
0: by. <laughs> His grace. Like, oh my God. If it wasn't for God's grace, I wouldn't be here today. Hundred percent, and it was times where I'm like, "Girl, you could have been raped, beaten, like dragged dead, because you wanted to go see somebody you never even knew mm-hmm. like existed up until like one conversation. And you want to go see him, and I, girl, what are you doing? If it wasn't for God's grace and His constant mercy, I should have been dead." Like all yeah. right, I should have been beaten or raped or something like that. So it's constantly reminding me just how much he's he's over me, take watching over me and constantly on my like having my back whenever I'm like dude doo do just oblivious and retarded. Yeah, I, like just adding up. So yeah, God's grace is definitely the biggest thing you can ever ask for.
1: I agree because the way that I drive, <laughs> no, I, I there's no way. <laughs>
0: God, I'll probably up there, like, oh, this
1: girl. Like, <laughs> girl.
0: Yeah. I know my cop. angel
1: be so tired of me. Yeah. Like, I, I know she be like, God, can I have another one? Because my angel is a snitch, okay? <laughs> I talk about this all the time.
0: My angel be like, God, she was up there that boy. like, I'm like, like, can you mind your business? Right? Like, you can over here. You over there whooping somebody else behind. Why do you even have to get like, attention over here? Don't do that. <laughs> he, <laughs> is, he or she is a snitch, okay? And i not tell me no otherwise. Well, this is when,
1: like, this is just a really um, random question okay. that I just had. And I was talking to someone about it um, at work. And we were just kind of thinking about, like, what do you think the afterlife is like? Because you know how people are always saying, like, when someone passes away, they're like, oh, they're looking down on you or they're guiding you.
0: But I don't really think this is true. I think they're living their best <laughs> life. With God. Yeah, and You know, like, hey, listen, I was down there <laughs> suffering. I'm up here living. Like, I mean, honestly, I think God already signed us angels. Yeah. And they were already angels before, it, you know, time. And I feel like the people that have passed in our lives they're up there, whatever that, that makes them happy, God is providing that for them, mm-hmm. like, and just in bliss. So my happiness is rain. I love rain. I always think to myself, God has a section for me right there where the rain is and so that I can just sleep and be in bliss and just have a picnic and all my favorite snacks. Mm-hmm. I always think of it like that. Like, I, like, I'm literally just, like, this floating spirit listening to rain. And, granted, I'm going to love my children down here that's living their best life. But he didn't, that's not my calling <laughs> to watch them. <laughs> Up there, right? You know? Like I'm up there living. Like I suffered enough down here, yeah. <laughs> so I'm up there, like you know, living my best life. But that's how I look at it. I don't know how God does it, you know, because
1: right. I know like the word says, like at the in the afterlife, we're just gonna worship Him for all of eternity. Mm-hmm. So, and I was kind of thinking like, well, if someone passes away, and do, do you think when you get to heaven that they're gonna recognize you? Right. It's Like I hope so. You know, I really hope so. But are,
0: I don't know. That's just the random stuff that I be thinking about. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I really hope so though. Like, oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't even think about that. You always make me think when I get off from your podcast. You pod- know, every time I leave your podcast, I'd be like, What can I be better at now that i you I know, love that, that. moment they <laughs> yeah, brings I'm that with out for you. It definitely does.
1: Okay, so kinda really, really, really moving
0: into our episode. Okay. But I'll probably still her random like just thoughts. Yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> that makes you makes you know that you're creative. Period. Creative. Okay. So
1: what was your relationship with Got like growing up?
0: Um, I would say a little bit rebellious because my mom was like Let's go to church. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> like when it's forced upon you is a little boring. Yeah. Like it's just like God is the reason for the season. Yay. But like, um, you know, church always has this drama too. So yeah. <laughs> when it came out to the drama, I was like, well, we're we going to church to go see some more drama. But church for me <laughs> not have been a TV show. <laughs> right. Not a reality TV show. But church for me was always there. Like we were whether she allowed made us go or not, it was always there. So it wasn't like I didn't know God enough to know that he was there. My mom um, she would kind of, like, go back and forth with it. Like, so one minute, she'd be heavy in the church. I mean, I'm talking about she'll usher. she dance, praise dance, and the next minute, we like, never go to church ever again. <laughs> and then it was just kind of, like, on and off. So God was always there, and I knew that, you know, he was... I think I, when growing up, it was God and Jesus. So God and Jesus was, like, one mm-hmm. when I was growing up. I didn't start separating the two until my my mom started saying stuff like, well, God is a jealous God. Well, if God is jealous, then why, why are you trying to compare God to, like, why are you saying that Jesus is the same person as God? I'm like, I don't think that's the case. So I was presented very young, and even to this day, like, my mom would constantly bring God up in every conversation we have. Like, God, Yeshua, like, I, I know God now for myself versus my mom praying for me or bringing me to church, dragging me to church every other Sunday or every mm-hmm. Sunday and every Wednesday. So church has always been there. God has already been always been there. I just started knowing him for myself the older I got. Yeah. But yeah.
1: <laughs> Interesting. I <clears throat> we grew, I think I wanna say that we grew up in the church, mm-hmm. but I think for you to say like, oh, we grew up in the church you have to be there like your entire childhood. Right. So I I remember like maybe five or like six, we were like in church like all the time. You know, like heavily in the church. Like my mommy to always tell me that I would just go up to people and start praying for them. <laughs> I was like six,
0: hand over the head. You,
1: period. <laughs> like obviously anointed. <laughs> <laughs> Which it <is> so cute?
0: <laughs> but it's a little so damn. But that's. Cute though. Well, you mean like any like praise dances or chorus Yeah. We, okay. My
1: mom, oh my gosh, my me and my sisters and my brothers, you know, there were six of us. So, like, the four oldest, we used to, she used to like make us do praise dances. So, she would have us up to the wee hours of the night, like dancing. Re- yes, practicing these
0: dances. So, like, performing. Because I couldn't dance. My sister <laughs> and my brother were big dancers, but I was more of like, uh, you know, the church ones that do like the little Shawn and be like catching it. That's how I did. Yeah. Okay. But I did that maybe like one or two. Times and after that, I was just like, I'm gonna leave this to my brother and my sister. I ain't it's not really giving for me, but yeah, that's yeah, funny that you was a whole what
1: would you call that? A little praise dancer, I guess that's what it was. <laughs> but we were like dancing, like gospel gangsters and stuff. <laughs> I wish that I could like find some of that stuff because I was adorable, obviously. Yeah,
0: I saw that little key lane picture, <laughs> <Fuck you. laughs>
1: and then I think we just stopped going to church, just like. I can't remember, maybe after we were going consistently until I was like six, we probably went from what I remember maybe three times just like sporadically Mm. up until the point where I started going to church. Like, yeah.
0: So we just, I don't know. And did did your mom present God to you or it was kind of like you just, when you went to church. I just knew. Like, I don't,
1: I, I don't remember us ever having like conversations about, like, God or doing, like, Bible study or just, like, stuff like that. Like, we went to church when we were going to church, and then we were not going to church. And then we would go, like, sporadically. But I always knew that, like, God was important. Right. You know? And then I think and like, when I started going to college, I was more like, okay, like, I want to find, like, a church home. Like, I want to be in somebody's church. So me, um, my best friend, Sam, and then, oh, this <laughs> so funny because... Okay, that's a different story. That's why that's funny. But um, me, my best friend Sam, but then, like, my friend Aaliyah, we would, like, take turns, like, going to, like, different churches and we'd just all go together. Oh. Yeah. I like that. You know? And, but, yeah. So that was that. And then eventually I found my church home that I don't go to
0: anymore. But
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) I have not been in church. I, I was at a part of a synagogue, but I have not been to church in some years. Why, um, my problem with church is okay. So, the last time I went to a church, I was invited to a church and I was kind of excited because you know, um, I had been in, in church in a while, so I went to church and they had um, what's this, uh, CC CC C CC Wines, but Vicky Wines, okay, you know, um, the one that sing, um, she's real, she's, I'll I have to sing it later, I can't remember her song right now, but um. They had her performing it, which I didn't know that. So I was super hyped. She sung her song, like one of her favorite songs. And then she was talking about how she has um, a business out. So she was going to, she sell bracelets and jewelry, stuff like that. She makes them herself. She sells them. And so the pastor was like, you know, what I want to make sure I give all my ushers. And it was like maybe 10 ushers. I want to get all my ushers, a bracelet, and a necklace. And she hadn't even really said like what the price was for these bracelets and necklace. And then they, when she said what the price is, they a hundred dollars a piece. His whole tune changed. She was like, oh, "Y'all want to give up some money for these ushers?" I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> and it was they were supposed to bring in people like so you knew it was guest people there like everybody knew it was guest people there you all stood up because everybody always say if you're new here that. right I hate that. so I'm like you know me and my kids we standing up and it's like within like us already putting in our ties and you get you get to hear the price because now you got to pay like. You know, eleven hundred dollars because you want to be big mouth and be like, oh, my ushers gonna get these bracelets," and then here he at that price, he was like, "Y'all donate to the uh, ushers." I was just like, "See, this is why." I don't like going to certain places yeah. because now you're trying to take money from us. Like we've just been here for five minutes. Like, I don't even know you. And right, I don't want to pay my ties, baby. Like, I don't know what your vision is. I don't know if I, you know. And I'm talking about his wife was decked out, heels stacked to the like. She had some heels on her. I'm like, girl, how you walking on the heels? She had her makeup done. She was lit. Like she was beautiful, but she mm-hmm. had like jewelry and very like all you know, obviously first lady type of attire. Like the stuff you see on TV, like you would just not think that would be like that in real yeah. life. That's exactly how she was. And yeah. it, just, it just put a bad taste in my mouth. Like, yeah. And I feel like churches always do. Like, certain churches do that to me. And I'm just like, see, this is wild. It's right. so unfortunate. It is it so is. unfortunate. It is. just like, when I went to the synagogue, there was a, le- a lot less mate- uh, maintenance. Like, they didn't even ask for time. What they did was just put the little box there, and you just put it in there. Like, mm-hmm. whether you gave or not. That's why I kind of liked it. But it was just like, within a few minutes of being there, they all already asked for my money. And I was just like... Yeah, I don't think I'm ever coming back. And And that's valid. (laughs) I've been back since. Like, I hear
1: that story from a lot of people in our age group, where it's Mm -hmm. like that's a turnoff, and like, and not necessarily the part of giving Mm ties, because you know, give you give ten percent. But I think it's like how close-minded the church is when it comes to ties, and I think that it can only be like a monetary Mm -hmm. thing. When no, it can be other acts of service. Like maybe if you can't give financially, like you're there volunteering and stuff like that. But like when you're always at a church and they're always asking for money, yeah. that's like maybe you guys
0: shouldn't be a church if you can't sustain the building. If you not always pass the tithe basket around again. One's that, one that counted and then they pass it around again. I, I grew up on that too. Mm-hmm. Constantly. And I'm talking about my mom is a single mom. Most of the people in there are single parents. You know, like, and they just want to believe and have something to believe that they're yeah. going to get through it. And now you ask for more money from these single parents that can barely even make it, barely made it to the service, and you ask for more money. It's like...
1: Because God's going to provide. Right. Which it's,
0: is true. But yeah, but, you know. And then, like, you know, the church is also supposed to be there for a resource as well. They are. So, you know, when you have those moments where they're not there because they're like, well, go see if you can get a welfare. That's not... The ch- church is there for the community. So yeah. it's like, we're giving you this money not just for... To, to you know, our percentage of God, but also to get you know the church fund and yeah. also for resources. And this is it's true. Never the case. This
1: is why churches are five hundred one c three companies. It's so that you're able to make connections with like other nonprofits in the community to have partnerships to be able to provide. So it's a little strange to me when it's like your local church don't have any resources like if one of their members needs help with rent Mm -hmm. or like needs food like you should have pantries you should have like different things in place to like be able to take care of the members absolutely instead of like if i feel like everything on this earth at least when the the way that i look at it there should be a Mm trade-off if like and not saying that like in every situation everyone's going to be able to give you something right but when it comes to like the church Mm -hmm. and what it means to be a church it's like you should be, if I give you something, I'm giving you money and stuff like that, you give me something. I pour into the church, you pour it into me. Right. Like, there should be a cycle. And that's just not what it and is. And your faith
0: and your your relationship with God should also develop. Like, it should be... 100%. I'm more of understanding. And you should not be at a church for a year and you still feel the same, like, stagnant in your relationship with God or even going backwards in your relationship with yeah. God. And my mom even left her church because she felt stagnant in her relationship with God. That's why I left my church. Right. And so if that's the case, then... Either something's going on with your spirit when you're there, yeah, or that's not where you're supposed to be, period. And so that's why the church. A lot of people leave the church a lot because a lot of times your relationship with God develops more when you're solo because God can get to you. Yeah, God can like because you know church got drama and then like, you put a whole bunch of people in a, and in a everyone room. thinks they know what's best for right. you, right? And so, but when you bring yourself, like sometimes when you kind of like fast. And you put yourself in a position where it's just you, God can speak to you more. He can get to you more because no one's in your ear. No one's trying to stop you and guide you. You know it's God because you're literally on just nothing on him. Or not, I don't like to say him, but only on God. So that's why, like, a lot of people leave the church or they may not come as, as fluently as they usually do because... When you're on your own, that's when I feel like God speak to you a little mm-hmm. bit more, and they, you build more relationship with Him, and then you can end up finding a church home because you have a more stable relationship, mm-hmm. and you know God's God's word, or God's voice versus the worldly things, because it's worldly things in the in the church. Unfortunately, 100%, oh
1: my gosh, hundred <laughs> percent. Like <laughs> right. that's a story for to make right? <laughs> but I know, oh my gosh, I know for me, um, what so as an adult, I my ex husband and I we were like together, and we were like, okay, like I think that. We were just kind of both like, okay, we want to find a church home. Mm-hmm. So we had looked at other churches, stuff, we, all that. We went to, like, different kinds. There was one that was, like, 95% like white people, and we mm-hmm. were like, no. No <laughs> offense, but, like, right. no. Nice little <laughs> diverse. Yeah, you know, I like diversity, especially since mm-hmm. we were both, we were an interracial couple, And then we found um, my church home. Like, I had found my church home first. We had connected through, like, another organization. And I was just always, like, as soon as I walked in, I was like, okay, I love it here. I met First Lady. And it was like, great. So we had went back. And then we had became, like, you know, members. And then we were leaders. And we were serving. Then we got married. And then we got divorced. And (laughs)
0: It's all in the same church. Yeah, all
1: in the same church. Oh, and then wow. I obviously got the church in the divorce because it was always my church. Like right. you, t- you, picked it. Yeah, you know <laughs> he was there and he made his connections and everyone. But it was always like this is my church, right? <laughs> but just kind of like towards the end of me being there, I just felt like I had become like so stagnant, mm-hmm. and it had just became like a routine on Sundays. Like okay, you get up, go to church, serve, go home. And then, I don't know, I just started to feel like I just wasn't getting poured back into because I had went through a lot of different life changes Mm -hmm. in this church. Like, that is a lot to go through when you think about it with, like, the same people. And I was just kind of like, I had prayed about it. I had been thinking about it for a while. Like, maybe this is just not where I'm supposed to be anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, a bad way. Like, there's nothing that, like, they did or didn't do. I just felt like. And I'm not going to say I, I outgrew it, because that sounds, like, bad. And I don't think that right. <laughs> that's not how I feel. But I just feel like I wasn't growing anymore. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. being challenged. I wasn't – I was just, like,
0: there. Right. So I was, like – And you talked to them about it, right? Yeah.
1: I talked to my um, spiritual father about it first. Like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I'm just – I'm going to finish planning – because I was planning a community service event. And then I'm just not going to be returning. I'm going to take some time off. And then he – Told me to like tell the entire leadership team. Yeah, did you tell them? Yeah, because we had a meeting like that following Sunday, and then I just let them all know.
0: Was that supposed to make you? Was I don't so know. <laughs> yourself. At
1: first, that's how I thought about it, and that, and then I was just like, "Well, I'm just not gonna go." <laughs> that's, that's I was a ghost. I don't like
0: mass text. <laughs> <My last> text. <laughs> hey, y'all, like, going to be there. <laughs> don't look for me. I'm say that, <laughs> don't look because what? Because Honestly, that they. Within the meeting, I mean, you're a strong person, but I have a very sensitive spirit. I feel yeah. like, yeah. So if they would have even gave me like a, uh, oh my god, why are you? I probably would have been like, maybe I should just, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and, and you know, I've been so sure of myself and prior to even going into that mm-hmm. meeting, and then like the minute they all would have been like, oh, i don't like, maybe. you know, I'm gonna just stay. Because- <laughs> right. I'm gonna say one well, more. We can see what God say, <laughs> and I don't want to. You know, I won't deter from my own decision. If I made that decision, and I came to you about it, then that decision was made. Yeah. Ready. So yeah, yeah Granny, he probably felt like you needed to tell them, so they won't sound like okay. he's telling you, telling them. Mm-hmm. However, I said I ain't coming, so I ain't coming. <laughs> and I, I to them a mass text. Like, I had told yeah. Pastor first, and
1: then I met with my big sister, and I told her mm-hmm. that, and she completely understood because I don't know. It's just I feel like everyone that's like. You you get to a point where you got to leave your nest. Mm-hmm. Like you're with your parents and my spiritual parents were like they really like spiritually they raised me. Right. <laughs> because I was a hot mess and they know, but like you have to leave your nest yeah. because like you're never really going to grow. Mhm. And I was, I had already made up my mind. I'm the type of person, I'm really stubborn that way. But if i make up my mind about something, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And, it's, and unless you can, like, give me a laid out plan as to why I shouldn't do it. Right. I'm still going to do what <laughs> I said I'm going to do. Right. Because I already I,
0: made a plan that I'm to do. It, so, <laughs> I, well, <laughs> let me see your plan. What's your right. Plan let about? me compare <laughs> your plan right. with my plan. And give me six to five business days and I'll let yeah, you Yeah. Know. And <laughs> I'll look it
1: over. And right. I was, and I told him in the meeting, like, you don't have to like it or understand it, but you're going to, but you have to respect it. Right. and like this is what i'm doing if you still need help planning events like you lean on me i don't want y'all doing nothing that you shouldn't be doing <laughs> right. like that you know like i'm still here but i haven't talked to my spiritual parents since the day that i love dang yeah which i think and th- what really irritated me is that like my spiritual father he was like yeah i had a feeling that this was gonna happen or something like that and it's just, that irritated me because it's like if
0: you were feeling like that why not like say something because you could have stopped me from leaving you could have said you know and like not necessarily even stopped you but at least made you feel like maybe that wasn't the best decision but because he felt felt this way I don't think he felt that way I think he just said it because he felt the type of way that you were leaving but if he did I mean why not present it to you, you because I have a relationship yeah
1: and that was a little strange to me but a little manipulative I still talk to my like sisters and stuff like that but I haven't talked to them and I'm not in, I took myself out of like all the group chats and stuff because there's no reason for me to be in here yeah But that was why I left my church, and so it's been about it's been almost a year, and I just I still don't regret it. Like I still don't miss that, Mm -hmm. and not like a bad way, but I just know that I made the best decision, and I know eventually, like I want to find a church home again, Mm -hmm. but I'm just really particular now because like anyone will want you to be a part of their organization or their church because Mm -hmm. of what you can do for
0: them, right? But it's like if it doesn't feel right, maybe you shouldn't even go in. Go in telling them what you can do, because I mean, honestly, your resume is pretty nice. But maybe you should just go out in there with for the feel of yeah, getting close to the guy and stuff like that, and then eventually start to gravitate towards being a mem, a real member and. You Know, show them what you can do and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but I wouldn't go in and off offer up like, yeah, I can plan really good. Mm-hmm. I'm organized, I used to do this at my mm-hmm. own church. No, because be like, it's not a it's job gonna... interview, right? You know, like <laughs> it's a job interview for them, you, to, yeah, yeah, closer to your relationship with God. But other than that, no, I wouldn't tell them nothing. Period. I'm new, I just learned who God was. Just like. <laughs> Like, honestly, I'm a child. Like, right. As a matter of fact, I need to get resaved saved because, But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go in there. Yeah. First start, first start. So, as an adult, when did your relationship with God really start to develop? Um, As an adult, that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mm. I would say a little bit after I had my daughter because hmm. I really wanted to not. Okay, well, let me let me, let me me say this. I already knew that God was real, like, off-real, because I promise you, the minute that I was sinned, and my biggest sin is my flesh, the minute I was sinned, God, I would reap the repercussions for it, like, the millisecond. Like, I can go right now and just, like, tongue kiss down a guy. And then, like, as soon as I walk away from him, I'm going to trip and fall and I'm break my <laughs> ankle. And i was just like, God, really? And it's like... I've always had, like, a really big – and my mom will say it's not my conscience. It's really God speaking to me. But I have a really big conscience. So, like, when I want to be evil, when I want to be nasty, it's, like, God's kind like, of like, not shanty. Like, so, as always, I know he's always been there. But my relationship with him started evolving a little bit more after my daughter, mostly because I came to a conclusion, like, I, I grew up being, like, a very depressing child. Like, I was always sad. Like, I could put on the show all day. But once I got in my room, once I was alone by myself – I was sad. I was mm-hmm. depressed. I didn't value myself. So when I decided that I didn't want to be that way because I don't want my daughter to see me that way, mm. I had to choose happiness. I had to constantly go to God and be like, "Okay, I'm having a bad day today. So what are we gonna do? Because I'm sad. I'm hurt. I'm, I don't want to. I don't want my kids to see me like this. I don't want my kids to feel like they have to be strong for me. Like I am their strength. I need to be be their protector. So once my conversations with God started being like really. Vocal and direct, and I'm like, this is what I need from you. Like, I need this. Like, I like, and if I don't need it, if you're telling me I don't need it, it, then put me in a position where I don't feel like I need it. Yeah. And so it was like one time too, and I talked about this on my podcast, but I'm gonna talk about it on this. I was pregnant and I did not want the child because I was putting my, I was gonna be in the same predicament I was in with my other two. Mm -hmm. And I promised myself the next time I have a child, it it was gonna be a bliss. Like I'm talking about, like he rubbed my feet, massaging my stomach, and it was either. Have an abortion or have the child, mm-hmm. and abortion for me, I'm uh, you know if a got woman want to get abortion, that's her body. I have no judgment on that. But as far as me personally, getting on the table, letting somebody suck something out of me, or taking a pill and watching this droop out, like pieces of it coming out of me, and I'm the reason for that because I had an abortion. I can't see myself do that, but like I was that like this like this girl, like my last little bit of money, I'm gonna go get an abortion because I really didn't want this baby. So my mom was like, act, talk to God. Before you decide to go and get an abortion, talk to God. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go talk to God. So this was the moment that I knew that God was with me. He has been always with me. So I went there. and I said, I went in the shower. That's my favorite place to pray. And I said, God, like, if this baby is supposed to be for me, then let me carry it. Let me carry what happiness. Let me carry it with fulfillment. Like, put it in me to be okay with this this baby inside of me. Be, like, move, moving forward. Maybe I'm going to walk out of the shower. That's it. Like, I'm pregnant. It's just what it is. Or take this baby away from me mm-hmm. because I can't care. I don't want to get an abortion. I don't want to do this. So um, I had my appointment uh, the next day, and so I went, and they couldn't find the baby. So all they had was a sack. I, I could see the sack, but they couldn't find the baby. At this point, I'm nine weeks, so there should be a baby there. So the lady, they can't really tell you at Planned Parenthood that you're um, something's going on, something's wrong. They can't do that because they don't have the credentials to do that. So she was just like, go see the majesty right now. I'll make an appointment with your doctor. So... I walked out in peace. Like, I literally walked out of that place like, "Thank you, God." Hmm. And I had the miscarriage. Like I like just a sac came out. The baby was never developed. I didn't get the baby cells. That's pretty much what's supposed to happen. Nothing d- grew but the sack. Wow. So within like two weeks, because I was supposed to go to the and I did. <laughs> within two weeks, I had a miscarriage solely because I asked God to not put me on the t- put put me in the situation where I had to get an abortion. Or whatever, and or had his baby because I wasn't ready. He knew I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. So speaking to him and for him to show up so quickly, and like, and you should have seen how calm I was. I didn't run to the emergency room. I was literally like, "You really, you really like that? You really like?" Yeah. I asked you, and you really gave it to me. And I think he like he definitely he made me pay for it though because that that miscarriage was the worst miscarriage I have ever experienced. I literally was screaming like I was having a baby, but it was a reminder that I'm gonna get you out of this don't do this shit again, <laughs> and I haven't done it since, so thank you, God, but my relationship with God has always developed, like, from from the moment that I had my daughter to now, my relationship with him, knowing that he's there, he's constantly giving me his grace, constantly reminding me that he's there, has just been stronger and stronger the older that I get, and so this is my Yeshua year, too, so it's like, it's important for me try, to try to, uh, I know, to stick beside him and constantly, like, Believe that he's there on a mm-hmm. constant basis. Like your relationship with God is a constant progress. It's, it's literally, like you can go a whole year without even acknowledging God. And then you can go a whole year where all you do is worship God and remind him that he's holy. He's, he's amazing. He's everything. So to me, like my progress with God has started since I was 25 up until now. And it's been on and off, and we had our rocky relationship. <laughs> you know, we cheated on he. I cheated on him a couple times. Because he, he never cheats on Right, us. he never cheated on me. But <laughs> <laughs> he definitely put me through some stuff, like, because he was like, I told you, but you don't listen. But he's definitely, like, withheld his word. Like, everything he said that he was going to do for me, he's done it for me. Maybe at the time that I wanted him to do it, but he's done it. Mm-hmm. He has provided me things that I'm like, okay, God. Like, you know, through the whole, you know, pandemic. Like, literally, right before the pandemic, I got a job with, as a work-from-home job right before the pandemic. So, and it was legit just work-from-home. Like, I didn't start off at the building. I didn't have to go through all that process of moving everything to my house. And, or I didn't catch the, the, you know, the virus, everything. Like, it was like God just placed everything in front of me. It was like, boom. And then he prepared me for yeah. the pandemic through the whole two years. Yeah. I didn't lose my mind or nothing. I was just like, thank you, God. <laughs> you know, so. Good looks. Right. And that's, so that's constant. Yeah. Constant thing. His faithfulness. Yeah. And his mercy. He'll always remind you that he's there. Always. Something so small to something humongous, he he'll, he'll always remind me that he's there. hmm So, yeah.
1: Shout out to the big G. Yeah.
0: Not the lowercase G. The capital G. I hate G. when people
1: do that. I'm it is one do. of my
0: biggest pet peeves.
1: <laughs> because it's like, that's not, that's not, no. Just why. You know you couldn't capitalize right. You know
0: you couldn't capitalize that. What's so crazy is when you put God, they, it automatically capitalizes. Yeah. So that means you selected for the the lowercase. Okay. okay. <laughs> I know that's petty, but I'm So I you really, disrespectful.
1: <laughs> I really asked my soul. So, yeah. That's an amazing testimony. Right. I love that for you. Not, not. I don't love that it happened. Right. But I love that you got what you needed right. from God and that he was there
0: to guide you. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. Makes a lot of sense. What about you? Oh. <laughs> what is your relationship? Because, you know, you say, like you said, you stopped going when you were sick. Yeah. So, you, when you, until adulthood, you start going by yourself? Mm hmm. After my divorce. Mm. So, like, before that, you know,
1: I we had found our way to my church and it was great. I'm In learning so much more. <laughs>
0: <I'm> so <petty. laughs> I bet mean, but that was my
1: church. It really was. It really was. I get it. I should have hit. That should have been a part of like our settlement. Like, <laughs> 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 no, but um, we had found our way to our church, and I had just from there like just started to learn more about God and reading my word and what does it mean to be a child of God and God's girl and just all of like that was where it started. So I was twenty one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was twenty one. And then I just started to learn so many things about myself, about how I had anger issues. Mm. I used to bust him upside his face. So valid. Maybe there are anger issues.
0: Mm -hmm. It's all up in there. It
1: is. (laughs) Not anymore, though, guys. I swear, (laughs) not anymore. But, like, I had anger issues, and I was, like, scornful, and I was unforgiving. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know any of this stuff prior to being in church and, like, Learning about the way that God views us and how we should interact with each other as Mm -hmm. like brother and sisters in Christ. And I was like, dang, maybe I am crazy. Like, (laughs) maybe like this is true because how I'm acting is not aligning with what his word says. So it's like, okay, (laughs) something needs to change. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: then, <laughs> the part where you bust upside and say that could yeah been.
1: that was probably where i was like ooh, or when i keep the car no there's probably a few like factors where it's like okay <laughs> like,
0: like where's the light bulb wanna or, come ma- or maybe
1: the relationship to begin with right. was the major like okay maybe you shouldn't be here because if anyone causes you well first if anyone can trigger you enough to yeah. act this way you should not be an Walking distance.
0: Right. With them. Like, you shouldn't even be with them. I agree. But I learned that after. Nothing wrong with that. Now, you I, you, learn. Know, hey, you learn you learn pretty young if you think about it though. Yeah. Everyone is young. People don't learn that until they're about like thirties. They realize that maybe I'm the problem. You know maybe it's me.
1: And I've just <laughs> always Am I the drama bit,
0: No, I'm not the drama. Am I the drama? That's pretty much what you did at a young age.
1: That's really good. That's actually really good. I love Christine. <laughs> It was really good, <laughs> but um. So and then I became the in that relationship. I became the one with their relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So then, just navigating through that. But then, okay. So you guys can hear that on I do, I did, I don't. Mm-hmm. I did a whole episode about. I think it was episode three. So post um divorce, well post separation, mm-hmm. all of these emotions, all of these different feelings, like. Oh, going It was the worst. You feel so many things at one time. It's like grieving, except, like, they're still alive. Right. And it's just, like, I hated it. But that was when I really was like, okay, God, if I'm going to get through this, like, I need you. Like, I need you now more than any other time in the world because I can – I know what I'm like when I spiral out of control, Mm -hmm. but she's not like that anymore. But, like, before, if I'm like (laughs) – (laughs)
0: <laughs> but i mean it's the machine not i like, not like i mean
1: she's like there's probably still parts of me that are still you know worldly but i mean like in the aspect of like okay i'm just gonna go hook up with this random guy and do all of this stuff because i don't want to confront yeah, yeah i don't want to feel i don't want to deal with these emotions so this is what i'm going to do right i don't do that stuff i did that in college so i don't do that stuff anymore That's good,
0: which is good Yeah. (laughs) And and, and that's that's the part, and it's hard to do that too. It's extremely hard. Because those habits, I mean, you always think to yourself, like, when you did do that, it didn't work. Yeah. But at the time, I I mean, for those little five to 10 minutes, they in there, it worked, you know? (laughs) Like, so I get it. Like, it's definitely hard to not go back to that. It's hard to Mm -hmm. create new habits. Right. But
1: that. After I had, um, I was hooking up with this person, and it was just like, and, okay, so I was, I'm that type of person where it's like, I just can't live two lives. Like, I can't do it. I would die inside. Like, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm at church. I'm serving. I'm doing, you know, the kingdom kid, being a church leader, but then, like, outside of the church, I'm still, like, hooking up with someone just because I'm trying to make sense of all these emotions about my divorce. So I was just always feeling, like, conflicted. And it was just causing, like, a big disconnect between me and God. Mm. So eventually I was like, okay, Akila, listen, you got to take the celibacy
0: thing serious. Right. <laughs> you got to stop planning the these streets. The is the biggest. Oh, my gosh. It's like it sits on your shoulder and it's like, hey, you don't want to get a little... Touch a little nipple rub. You know, you sitting all alone at night right now. Yeah, you're a little lonely. Your rose over there. Just grab her real quick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the biggest thing I deal with too. It's hard. So I was in my season of celibacy, and for me, this is where things got a little complicated. Like, kind of leading up to where I am now with God. So I had a whole vision about like because you guys know how I was about my celibacy. Like I planned on staying celibate until I got married again. Like. That was what I wanted to do because that was the time where I felt the closest to God. Mm -hmm. Like I was up, I had a consistent schedule, like reading my word, worshiping. Like I was like, God and I were, that was my big homie. You know, we are chilling. (laughs) Like I can hear him when he speaks to me. Like we are connected. And then your girl started having sex again.
0: Do you, do you think you hear him now still?
1: No, definitely. Okay. I think that for me personally, I think that I just had a vision. And just with me being type A, me being a control freak, yeah, God and I battle a lot about that control freak thing. Mm-hmm. But I had a really specific vision of what I wanted my walk with Christ to look like. Mm-hmm. And then when that didn't happen because I made this decision to have sex with this person, I messed up the whole vision.
0: Mm.
1: And I haven't been able to get back. To where I was Or get beyond that Right Because I'm still trying to like Make sense of like Okay well what should it look like now
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's my current day struggle
0: That's actually That's actually good I mean not good <laughs> But it's something to put in perspective Because Like I said Like when you're The flesh is the one thing about celibacy, what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to minimize your flesh to the point where you hear more of God and you hear more of your flesh. Your Less flesh. Less of the is, world. Right. Yeah. Your flesh could be 10 times louder than God. Well, God's literally whispering, because you're not going to go above. His normal octave. He's gonna be like, I'm, I'm going to say what I said, mm-hmm. and then you have your flesh that be like, girl, go get you something. get dick-a-lain. that dick, <laughs> because I know you're so tired of these kids, and you just want some penis in your vagina. <laughs> and so, like, the flesh is screaming at you, and you finally like, okay, goddamn, I'm gonna give you some. So it's like once you start to bring the flesh down, like it, even like, and you have to do it within like. Um, situation. So, for instance, like, you have a situation where you can go and have sex. Like, I had a weekend when I was completely kidless. Like, my sister was gone, her kid was gone, my kids were gone, and I could have had penis all weekend. You hear me? Mm-hmm. But I was like, <laughs> no no and then i didn't masturbate so it was like completely And my flesh was screaming like this girl was horrific okay and i had messages blo- like you "Want me to come over the kids ain't that mm. i'm talking about that I'm temptation just, is loud listen, um. and i'm just like i'm just watching a movie oh i'm gonna just go in the bathroom but just go to sleep god didn't say anything <laughs> to me he literally didn't say anything i just said no I just simply said no. And so my flesh screamed at me. And then, like, the kids started coming back and people started coming back to the house. So, again, I was just like, look at me, in temptation. And then it was those moments where it's just like, I can hear God. Like, God is like talking to me and, and he's proud of me and I'm getting blessed. Like, I yeah. would speak to you in blessings for the most part. So, he's speaking to me in blessings, whether it's my job doesn't. Is it hectic that day, or um, yeah. I didn't have a crazy menstrual? Because mm-hmm. I'm a very simple person. God knows I'm simple. So, and my son came home with a good grade, something mm-hmm. like that. So I got I'm a parking like, spot right. right in front of my building. <laughs> right, so I'm like, yes, God, yes. And then as soon as my flesh gets a hold of me, and God be like, so you remember those lessons I get, and, so, and you have to go through the same lesson <laughs> yes.
1: until you get it. It's so like you have to be a repeat student. Until you get it. And it's just like, God.
0: To to, to get a good grade. So you have to constantly get an F before you get a B, before you get a C, before you get an A. Consistently. Yes. You know? Yeah.
1: But that's like a great way to look at it. Like our walk with Christ, it can go from like we got an A, then we got an F, then we got a C. Oh, we got a B plus, and then it's a D, right? And then it's a it, it's just like it's this consistent like you
0: was talking. You're learning, so you missing you missing assignments, you and, know, right? And so I did realize that God was mo- mostly around me or surrounding me and giving me a lot more blessings when I didn't allow my flesh to scream in my ear and then take hold of me at that time. Now. My me and my flesh, we have a battle, you know. And I be asking God, like, please, just like, can you just like kick her, like punch her or something? But God be like, mm, you gotta fight her by yourself. Like, like not even necessarily by myself, but you have to fight her with my word. You have to fight her with how you know you speak life into yourself. Yeah. Like, girl, you are valuable. Like, you have some good stuff down there. Do you want to give to somebody who don't deserve it? Mm-hmm. So it's like, like that's that's the only thing. It's like your your my belief in uh, my faith, my you know my follow how I follow God or how I listen to God is based off my flesh. Like if I, if I could get rid of my flesh, a lot of things,
1: but you're never going to be able to get rid of it. And that
0: flesh life. be, she, and she won't leave me. I, I don't know. She's she, I don't know. She's she, Y'all tell me she's a man. I, she, that's a girl. Because <laughs> She's a big clitoris sitting on top of my neck, shoulder in my ear, like just flapping and talking. But yeah, like my walk with God is a constant struggle. But it's but he always reminded me that he's there. Always. always. I
1: and I never feel like obviously as a, a human, like I feel lonely mm. sometimes. So it's like, oh, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> like God, if you bring me my husband, I won't be out here. <laughs> I'm
1: Goddamn. not really
0: asking for him yet, God. So I I wouldn't mind him. <laughs> I want to be 34, <laughs> and I don't see myself having like kids and you know, on 30, like you know, 37, 38. I don't see that. So he better come now. He better come while I'm still in my prime a little bit because, <laughs> honey, it's like, cause I, honestly, though, like, the older that I am, I'm getting more and more set in my ways. Like, I don't want nobody disturbing my, like, the way You're, I Yeah, your time. Yes, like. Your space. Yes, and so it's just like, Ooh. When I think about, like, I got to I gotta live with him. Like, he, he can't go... Always there. Right, like, he can't go across the street. And we can't, like, try to meet up every... Like, I really be like... Like, I have a weird way of wanting to be married. Like, and I know, I feel like people always remind me, like, well, you know, it's because you haven't met him yet. So that's why you don't feel like you don't want nobody in your space. You don't want to share a bathroom with them. You don't want to... But I'm like, well, God, you know, if you don't hurt me seeing him, because I don't see him... Like, I don't see him disturbing my peace, like, how I do things. Like... No, like, where he going to fit in? Where he going to be at? Like, he going to be right here? Uh-uh, because mm-hmm. I sleep right here sometimes. Oh, no, uh uh-uh, but I, I really love this. The right, on Thursdays, I sleep right here. You're like, insane. So, I'm, I'm serious, like, and I know God be like, I'm going to have to get this girl somebody that really is for her. Like, nobody. He, he was late. He for no her And someone man.
1: really for you. And I
0: believe it, but baby, he better hurry up. I'm up
1: there. So now I'm kind of at a point where it's like I've accepted that the celibacy is just not happening. (laughs) And not in, like, a bad way. And I'm not, like, saying that we should all just be out here having sex, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 you know. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying for me and my walk with Christ. Right now. Yeah. Because
0: you might go back to being celibate tomorrow. Maybe.
1: You know, I don't. But my thing is, I don't know. Right. But I think that I put, I always put a, a ridiculous amount of pressure on myself to mm-hmm. just like how, well, things should look this one way. And then, no, that's not true. Like, yeah. there's multiple ways that I can have a relationship with God. And there's off, there's a lot of things that I have to offer God but, um, and for me, when it comes to this individual, I've never regretted him, ever, never, not, it's never even crossed my mind to be like, oh, I really regret that, like, he and I shared this. Mm-hmm. That's never been like that. Right. And that's how I know that, like, it's not a mistake. Because right. I would know, me being me, mm-hmm. I would know, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. know the next day. I wouldn't know right after it happened where it's like, okay, God, I really messed up. Mm-hmm. But he's not a mess up for me. Right.
0: Which is good. We're, we could could be telling you that that could be. That right, it, it, go too it, far. Too, to far. Too, okay. far. Okay. too far. Too far. Too far. But no. But even. But again, he could not be that far. But he could be just your season. You know what I'm saying? Like when people are supposed to be there. Definitely. They're going to be there. And yeah. it makes it more comfortable for you and makes you feel more secure. If he's not supposed to be there, it'll feel uncomfortable. It'll feel like... It won't feel right. Right. You'll be like, when well, you leaving, because God said you're going <laughs> to for two days. But he's but- always felt right. Right. So as long as it feels right, I still... I feel like for me, when I do um, do the nasty, um, I <laughs> feel... Stupid. I always feel kind of... I always feel bad. I always feel icky at the rest. Really? I do. Because, like, I go, like, days where I still feel like that person is in me. Oh my God. Yeah. So I take like two, three showers just feeling like just,
1: cause sex is a lot.
0: It yes. is an exchange
1: of energy. It is an exchange of you mm-hmm. an exchange of him. That is a lot. And I'll be dry. You know, I just, <laughs> but, <laughs> so do you think
0: it's because you're, it's with someone who's, you're not supposed to be with
1: I think or just because it's sex
0: period. I think it's because of my conscience. I feel like, like God always guy because I feel like, um, the way I am, like, like as far as my, my spirit is very sensitive. So, like, I can't watch certain movies. I can't be around certain people because my my spirit is very, very, very weak. Like, not even weak because weak sounds bad. It's very, very sensitive. So, Mm -hmm. it's like, when I'm, like, if I'm in a crowd full of people, which I hate, Mm -hmm. I don't like being around crowd. Me neither. Even if it's around my family, I could be like, oh, yeah, we all have a good time. And then I just leave. And I go in my room for, (laughs) like, a minute (laughs) to, like, to regroup and be like, like to hear myself speak, or have yeah. my mind running, and then yeah. I go back out again because like that's just how I always been. So like I can't watch scary movies. I remember I was watching I Am a Killer on Netflix, Mm-mm. and it's it's really a really good show. Like it's a docu series. They're talking about people that but can't you can't watch somebody. it. I can't, girl. I promise you, I probably was in like the fifth episode, a uh, fifth person, and I was just like, I got so I started becoming so paranoid. Like somebody's yeah. going to rape my son. Somebody because most of the men that start off their story were raped or molested by another man. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about just other people knows just being raped and molested. I'm just, like, selling their son off to people who get drugs and alcohol. I got so paranoid. I started watching my son. I started, like, going, like, he'll be asleep somewhere in the house somewhere, and I just come in there and be like. Like, and I say, oh, yeah, baby, you got to stop watching this. Mm-hmm. And I start watching it. And I want to finish it so bad, but I was like, no, because it's not. It's sticking to you. It's yeah. getting to you. And it's not, it's not good. So it's, like, at that point, I realized just how sensitive I am. So when I let somebody answer me, my spirit changes. Like, everything it's important. about... It's like I smell them now. Like, my... my like I, I start to even smell like them. Like, even though we wearing condoms and we, we're, you know, we're protected, I start smelling like them. I start doing little things they do. Like, and it's just like... It's just so tied, Right. And it's like, the, that, that's how it gets so... It's tied so quickly, too. It would be like... <laughs> like, damn, I just had him for two minutes. Like, he didn't even last long. And it's like... That's, it's just how it is. So I realized that just, like, having... Sex, like, casually is not my thing. Mm -hmm. It's never been my thing. I've always sucked at I'm always, like, rolling over, like, so what are we? (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like, girl, I just... (laughs) I just can't beat it and eat it. Like, I ain't going for all this. And I'm just like, oh. But so, like... I always feel bad. I always feel bad. I I I've tried so many times to be like a type of girl that be like, I just want to be something. It's not you, not and that's okay. <laughs> it's not okay. We I just want to I don't <laughs> want to be I don't want you to be my man. I just want your penis like but, you
1: know. I'm, I'm the same way. Like, when I was going, like, pre-celibacy, when I was, like, hooking up with, like, Sarah, the person that I was hooking up with, mm-hmm. I hated it. Like, I, like, obviously not during the moment, because, mm-hmm. like, it did what I needed it to do. But right. after I would... The I was a uh, the worst. It was like it's a worst feeling. It's conviction when yeah. you know that like I shouldn't have done this, yeah. and I still did it, and now I feel the way that I feel. I like got I the showers, it and, yeah, and still won't come it, off. It don't do. I don't have that.
0: You don't. Know, I, no. like, I just
1: feel bad. I know. Like, yeah, I don't feel like. I, that's not how it feels for oh, me. Okay. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's just for me. I just always felt really convicted and I'm just mm-hmm. like Akila, you shouldn't have done that. But I've never felt like that with the with.
0: This guy, yeah, Yeah, so which is good, which is which is definitely good.
1: But we're okay. So kind of fast forwarding to present, Shanti and Akilai. What does your relationship with God look like? Like, what is probably your biggest struggle that you have right now
0: with God? Well, it seems like it's your flesh. (laughs) Um, I think um, besides my flesh, it's my obedience because I had a situation, and this is this happened. Oh, this actually happened right before I got the job with CVS. Mm-hmm. Um, I was supposed to... I was still working overnight with ADT. And for some reason, overnight. my radio... Yeah, I chose overnight because it just made sense at the time. But I wish I never did that. But um, I was working overnight with ADT, and I was on my way home. And my radio just wouldn't work. For just some odd reason, my music wouldn't play. Nothing would play. So... Something kept saying, pray, just pray, just pray all the way home. You know, da, da, da. So I'm mad. Like, I'm when I say I'm tired, I'm tired. I done worked, all, you know, all night. So I'm going off on God. Like, I'm like, I'm not in the mood. I'm tired. So I'm going home. I to, to my music so I can blast it so I can make sure I don't fall asleep. And I'm talking about, I'm going off. Like, all I had to do is just pray. Like, if you talking this much, girl, you might just. You could have just prayed. Right. So I'm like mad as hell, right? So I get home. I went to sleep and then I had to get up. So did you to pray to do my no? I didn't pray. I had my attitude. Mm-hmm. God was trying me. I, he ain't finna just make me do the what I want to do. <laughs> da, 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 da. So then I get I get home. I had to go actually get my um, drug test uh, for CVS. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I booked my appointment. I was there for hours. I was the last person they saw. So I was. They honestly was not finna see me. So thank God they did. And so I went into my car and I went to like, "Ooh, I'm gonna to go," and my car when I saw all right. And when I say Keylay. God was like, So, didn't I tell you to pray? Mm-hmm. So, I was like, God, I'm so sorry. And like, I was, I'm in there, like, girl, praying my behind. So, I'm in there talking. At first, before I pray, I just talked to God. And I was telling him how frustrated I was. And I was just telling him, like, you know, um, because he got me to the appointment. Like, I got to the appointment so I can do it because that was the last day. But when it was time for me to go home, and I was exhausted, he was mm-hmm. like, "See, when my head told you to pray, you ain't pray. So, what you about to do right now?" So I went to my love. So where are you going? Right. So <laughs> I went to my whole talking to God, and then I pr- literally like I was talking to God, and I turned my car. Like I was probably sitting out there for like forty minutes. I turned my car and it started. No problems. Boom. All the way home, I prayed. And I mean, I didn't stop until I got to the driveway, okay? And I turned off my car because it was that important. Like God was like, you haven't said anything to me for a little minute, so I want you to talk to me. And Mm -hmm. I talked to God all the way home. So my thing with God is it's obedience because He's constantly giving me chance after chance after chance, mm-hmm. and so there's rare moments where I'm just like, I mean, God, I'm gonna talk to you, but I'm just not today, you know, like I'm a am I'm busy, guy or I'm tired, guy or I'm gonna just go to His house real quick, you know, <laughs> like those are moments that God be like, oh God, okay. like He's not gonna see you. right, <laughs> and then it's like He'll 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 do something, He'll He'll get my attention, He'll be like, oh, so you don't want to listen to me? And those are probably the Flat scariest silence. feelings, right?
1: God and it's
0: like okay God okay 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 like you know so my I would say next to my flesh it would be my obedience with God but mm-hmm. um my walk with God now is it's it's pretty steady like it's not as good I'm pretty sure it's not as good as God wants it to be um and I mean we can always I can always be better yeah. I can always be closer I yeah. can always seek Him more and so I I find myself talking to Him um more than I do pray mm-hmm. because. The conversation man God has, I always feel like He speaks to me more, in, in that, like I could, I'm always gonna tell Him He's good. I'm always gonna tell Him how amazing He is because He is. He has always been amazing. We could tell God how good He is all day. He knows He's good. Mm-hmm. But when you have those conversations, you tell Him what you need. He knows what you need, but He want to hear it from you. Yeah, I feel like it's more personal. It's like it's like I'm. uh Yeah, I could be like God. Know what I want. He know what I need. But when you come to God, you say I need this and I want this from you. It's like, see, that's all I want you to do. So now I'm gonna provide, and I'm gonna tell you if you need it or not. And so that's what God does for me. Like I could be like, you know, if, if I don't need it, I, that's another thing too. It's like being humble enough to say, and if it ain't for me, God, then put me in a position where it's okay, where I don't need it. Yeah. So like for my relationship with him, it's a little, it's a little wobbly. We we gonna get that out. You know, it's a little shaky. After this episode, I'm probably gonna be like, let me go in the shower and pray <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, that's what a moment of eight does for me. But again, like I, I probably needed this episode because like again, like my flesh has been screaming in my ear, and she's constantly there. Yeah, If I could just belittle her because i'm I feel like the flesh is not going anywhere. I, I but I just want to make her smaller. I want to make her so like insignificant that even when she's like screaming in my ear, all I hear is God. or even if shes screaming my ear, it's like I can't I can hear God still over her. loud voice. There. I can get there. I know I can period. I know I I, it's, really I feel think like it I can. is one
1: day at a time and being yeah. intentional about it. Well, you can get there.
0: But a moment where it just took me to like try to get there. Then
1: thank you for your vulnerability, your <laughs> transparency. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you. So like I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so present day of QA. When mm-hmm. it comes to my um relationship with God, I think that the biggest struggle that I have right now is, which is insane because you guys know me and how structured and organized I am and how type A, but it's being consistent. And to think about, like, 2020, Akilah, and just how I was on, like, fire for God. Like, up at 3.30, reading my word, like, this is this is my life, journaling everything. And I'm not saying that now I'm not on fire for God, but it just looks so different mm-hmm. than what I, in my head, think that it should look like. Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying to get myself out of my head because I spend a lot of time up there. And it's just not giving what I needed to give. <laughs> so I got to come out of there. So I really right now am like struggling or I'm trying to get myself to be more. I don't even know the word that I'm looking for, but being more. I want to be more trusting mm-hmm. of God. And right now I am I spend a lot of time questioning God, which mm. is okay to do. Like, God, like why did this happen? Right. Like, why is this happening? Why are we here? Like. Right. <laughs> make it make sense to me because mm-hmm. i just really don't be understanding like what do you think you're doing like can you let me in on the deal right so that we can both know but like that's not how it works like, you don't know by now like surprises like yeah you made me you right. know that
0: <laughs> like, what do you think you're gonna do yeah like
1: can you stop yeah. but so i'm really trying to be more trusting of god in his plans and being okay with the fact that like i don't know yeah, what's on the other side? Yeah. Like, I all I know is what I feel right now, and if and if I'm feeling that, maybe I want to leave this job to do something else. Mm-hmm. Then, like, I want to be able to trust myself and trust God to lean into that feeling. Yeah,
0: instead of being like, you know what, like I can tell you that you struggle with with trust too because you talked about a lot of ideas you had. But just fearful of yeah, because like chance.
1: what's on the other side? Right. <laughs> what if it's not what control, I think it's going to be? Control. But I did launch my merchandise, Good. which was you know that takes trust, and mm-hmm. I'm doing other things that I've never done before, and that takes trust. But right. just getting myself to realize that, like Akile, you've tried to do life without God, mm-hmm. and it hasn't worked.
0: Right?
1: You know you can't be the author of your story. Right. So what you going to do? <laughs> Like, are you gonna stay and keep doing what you're doing and be average, or are you gonna let go and like mm-hmm. go on and be great? Right. So that's like my current thing,
0: but I'm aware of it. Right. What you know, said. and you're aware of you and yeah. your flesh. Now was just gotta. I mean, when when you say anything about like tr- like not trust, but like planning or how it looks or this vision that you have for your relationship with God, like it made me think about. I I, don't, I might be saying I'm saying wrong, but uh, I plan. God laughs. How do you say it? Yeah, basically, yeah. So that's pretty much how yeah. it is. Like, <laughs> he does right? he's like, okay, girl. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> like, I see you way before you even came in this world. Why you think this gonna go this way that you think it's about to go? You like, don't. So it's it's funny that you say it that way because it's like I don't I don't try to like have an understanding of where my life goes or where God want. Well, I can't say what God wants my life to go, but I don't try to plan it. Like I, I prefer to go to the, go through the flow. Yeah, but there's those rare moments where I like I got I just gotta know I gotta know, and that's where we we fail at because we don't we're not putting our trust and our faith yeah. in God, and He's not and, always gonna tell us right, right then, right? And it's like, but I feel like you also know me enough to know that uh, I need to know, like, like give, give, me, me give me a sign, like, can you do something? And I'm queen of God, give me a sign. I'm queen of it, and let me tell you something about God. Be, I, I have to constantly be like, okay, God, give me a sign. But make it real small. Make it not too bad. <laughs> make me not cry. Make me not want to kill myself. Make it like. And I promise you, gotta be like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna do it anyway. Like I'll show you whatever sign I want to. Mm-hmm. So trust in him that, that he's gonna give you that sign or give you that guidance. That's pretty much where we what we should be at. Like yeah. we should be on that path of just like we ask for something. We tell say God we need this. If we don't need it, then you know prepare us for what we don't need. And mm-hmm. then. Just trust that he's going to do it. That's it. Like, and when I get in my car, I pray before I, get him, before I drive off. I trust God that he's going to get me to my destination. Now, I'm not going to be careful on the way there, absolutely. However, I trust that he's going to get me there. Yeah. And so, that's what we kind of got. Like, that it's, it sounds small, but, but like, it it's grows. it's big. Right? It is big. So, I mean, that's what you have to be. Like, you can't have this, like, vision of where your relationship got God be. Because that's maybe not where God wants your relationship with him Mm-mm. to be. So, it's like... Yeah, you're gonna be up and down with it because you got this like vid- and you're very control. Like naturally, it just sounds like you're very controlling of your life, and then that's nothing's wrong with that. But when you're, when it comes out, a guy can't be because he's not gonna let you at all. He's gonna be like, and okay, I'm realizing girl. right, that's literally how I be feeling. Like, so you think I'm a joke, huh? Yeah, right, right, <laughs> like, you think I'm one of your little you think f- you're Kevin planners. Hart, like, <laughs> like you think you're one of your planners you that you, you can funny? Just write stuff on. No. Okay, <laughs> like, dang, <God. laughs> yeah, but
1: I'm also realizing that it's like it's okay to outgrow prayers mm-hmm. because i had a real like when i tell you and like god has been so faithful mm-hmm. 2020 i had a really specific prayer mm-hmm. about like my career and my job and what how much money i wanted to make and god answered that prayer like to the exact mm-hmm. but now i'm at the point in my life where it's like okay god i don't think i enjoy this anymore mm-hmm. like i don't think this makes me happy like i thought this was what i wanted but i don't think that's what it is anymore and then I was talking to my friend, and I was, like, I felt like I was being ungrateful mm-hmm. because I asked for this. Right. <laughs> and you fulfilled it, and you gave it to me. But now I'm saying, God, I think I want something else. Mm-hmm. But I'm realizing that, like, we're supposed to grow. Yeah. And we're supposed to evolve. And what I wanted was probably so small compared to what God Has was going you. to give me. Mm-hmm. But since that's what I prayed for, he's like, all right, I mean, I'm going to give you this. Yeah. But, like. You can ask for something
0: better. That's why your prayer has to be open. It can't be so specific in particular. Like, it has to be open to, like, okay, but God, I want this job, but if it's not for me, then give me something better. Yeah, Like, because, like, when I ask for God for stuff, I always ask him for to prepare me for what is not going to be for me or if it's going to be for me. Mm-hmm. Because, again, like, I don't know what's best for me. I think I want something, and then I get it, and I'm like, this ain't what it's supposed to happen. That's what I I'm asked for. I'm like, <laughs> So it's like when I when I come in there, I come up with an open heart. Like, you know, is this for me, God? If it's for me, put me in a position to get it. Like, mm-hmm. d- like don't like deter me from it. Don't don't kill my spirit. Don't you know? Like, like the schedule hit it right. Like the schedule will have because me having kids. Like, let it make sense to my life right now. Mm-hmm. And then when it's time for me to move on. Because I used to be scared to, like, leave a job. Yeah. Now it was like, I had three W-2s last year. Don't play with me. <laughs> Listen, because I went from 12 to this amount to this amount, and it went up every time because I asked God for it. Mm-hmm. Now it's, okay, so um, y'all gonna train me in another department. What the money at? Period. Where the money at? Because if not, I'm going to go somewhere else. Because mm-hmm. I got the skills for it. You taught mm-hmm. me. Thank you. But I'm going to go over here. because So it's always good to go, go to God with openness. Go to God with, like, Okay, I want this so bad. I oh my god, god, I want this so bad. But if it's not for me, then don't make it for me. Like, don't yeah. prepare me to be okay with it, and then move forward. And okay. I feel like that's a good prayer to always have
1: in every area of your life. Every area. Every area. Mm-hmm.
0: Especially to me. <clears throat> I was gonna say it. That's what I was thinking. Because <laughs> honestly, though, like because we will we'll design this like heartbreaking our heart. Like oh my god, he just wasn't for me. I'm so sad. But it, like, like girl. You it's know, okay. Right. Like, like one million men in this world. Stand out. up. Right, like, <laughs> to like, you know him for three days. Calm down. Like you didn't even know him. So it's like like I gotten to that point now where it's like I haven't asked God about any men that I'm dating now because I feel like I already know the answer. Mm. Or like I have asked him really solely too because I'm not ready for the answer. So I'm like, you know, when I'm ready, God, I'm gonna come to you definitely like but right now let him just play a little bit, you know. And I, like you know I don't know if you watch um Ariel Fisk, Fitzpatrick's um yes She am gonna like, right that's <laughs> queen me girl i would be like God can I call to him he'll be like no I'm like, I'm gonna see for myself <laughs> like I'm queen of that like so I always just tell God like just when it's time when it's time to rip him out my life just put a little band-aid right there just and keep it, mo- keep it moving like that's just what I gotta do like especially when I say I'm gonna see for myself God I'm gonna see for myself <laughs> right
1: <laughs> she, like I'm queen of that that's shit. me when it comes to like reading my word and stuff uh-huh. like that I like eh I'm going to find out on another day. Right. And then when everything is like, going terrible and I'm trying to figure out, dang, why is all this happening to me? But then I'm, like, five days behind on my devotion. (laughs) Get your life in order. You know why. (laughs) You know exactly why. It's pure chaos. Right. (laughs) But we're going to do better. Right. So, thank
0: you again, Shanti. You're welcome. Tell my Ace squad they can follow you at. You guys can follow me at Shantiology on IG, Facebook. I don't really care for Facebook either. <laughs> like I used to. I was but, thinking about deleting mine. Um, But Shanti, Sean J Johnson. Um, And I don't really be on Snapchat like that no more. Unless I post, like, some history. So, I do want to shout out a new podcast I'm doing with my sister. It's about motherhood, strictly about motherhood, uh, experiences with motherhood, That's going to be coming out really, really soon. We recorded two episodes so far. Shantiology is coming back in May. I'm just going to start recording like crazy. So just give me some time. Yeah, I know I had to go on this hiatus because it was important for me to get my own equipment and do my own thing. And now I get to do that because it was expensive too, by the way, so y'all better listen. Um. Period. <laughs> Period. So, yeah, so that's where you can find your girls. You can see how it because I love to hear, see, like, hear people's voices and be like, okay, how does this person look? What they look, at, like, what's their Facebook and Instagram? So, go check me out on Tranceyology and follow your girl. Period.
1: <laughs> and you guys know you can follow me on Instagram at Mama With A. Twitter is underscore QA. I don't do Facebook anymore. Yeah. I'm really thinking about deleting it. It just doesn't, like, why are you here? But, that's an episode for a different day. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, see you or talk to you next episode. So keep God first and go be great. Bye.